What if only about 25 years ago we discovered a completely new species of great ape? A six-foot-tall, bipedal, ground-dwelling, chimpanzee-like beast that hunted lions and howled at the moon? Well, maybe we did discover exactly that. Today we're going to talk about the Billy Ape. Hi everyone, welcome to the Weird World Podcast. My name is Carrie. Hi, I'm Dean, using my FM radio voice because Carrie dared me to. <laughs> no, I dared you to keep it up for the entire podcast. Oh, well, that's a terrible idea. Uh huh. We're Billy Ape? Billy Ape. B I L I. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've not heard of this. No, probably devoted cryptozoological. <laughs> aficionados have heard of it, but let's consider today another episode of the Cryptid Corner. Okay, Dean. Dean's Cryptid Corner. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, of course. Right, cool. It's not Carrie's Cryptid Corner, no, although it should not. be. You, we, there's not a, a lot of alliteration with you. Well, remember, Carrie's Criminal Justice <laughs> Corner is one. Yeah. You haven't done that in a while. Maybe you should get back on that. So, for today's story, we travel to one of the least explored regions in the world, the dense rainforest of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, hmm. formerly known as Zaire. Maybe you know it better as Zaire? No? Mm, All right. I know it as both. Oh, okay. Well, there's another Congo, just to make it. So they were called Zaire. Then they called themselves Congo, although there was already a Congo, just to piss off people and make us more confused. This is the bigger one. It is a massive country of over 900,000 square miles, has 112 million people, and it's located right smack in the middle of Central Africa. It's home to a huge array of animals, as you might guess. Sure. It's mostly you know, rainforest and river valleys when it's not being destroyed by loggers and miners. Uh-huh. They have, so, I mean, tons of different kinds of monkeys. You got hippos and elephants and, you know, big animals like that. You have the very rare okapi. It was just, I think he was in, uh, somewhere around there it was discovered. But they have some okapis there. That's the giraffe cousin that was not discovered until 1905. That we have seen at San Diego we Zoo. We have indeed. We have indeed. They have tons of zebras. They have zebras. They have lots of different antelopes. They've got chimpanzees. They also have the mountain gorilla. I think also, maybe not, where the mountain gorilla was actually discovered and differentiated from the lowland gorilla, somewhere in that area. But they have gorillas. They have lots of chimps. It may also now be home to a new entry into the very select club of the great apes. Huh. You know what the great apes are? I'm assuming gorillas and orangutans. Keep going. Chimpanzees. One more. Actually, two more technically. Uh, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. It's, um, it's the, with the big red butts. No. Oh. You think of baboons? No, the baboons yeah. are monkeys. Oh. Uh, the bonobo, close cousin of the chimp, but considered a different, and also human beings, of course. Oh, I never would have. The gibbon, which is also an ape, is considered a lesser ape. So, great apes are the big. Great apes are tailless monkeys, by the way, or essentially tailless primates. Let's say. Okay. Yeah. So. Up there in the dense jungles of North Congo is a town called Billy, again, B-I-L-I. Oh. It sits along a river about 120 miles east of the much larger Ebola River. You heard that right? Uh-oh. It gave rise to the name the <laughs> Ebola virus. Of course, that's what it's most known for anyway. Yeah. 
and it's north of the Ueli River. May or not, may not be pronouncing that right. U E L E. So, um, but south of the Ueli is this huge, just huge stretch of of largely unexplored rainforest with relatively little modern human contact and our impact. So, Congo, though, as I know you know, is riven by war and yes. strife. Tons of corruption, very corrupt government. It's not too far. This region is like North Congo. So think right up there against the Central African Republic to its north. I know you know the, the geography of Africa's 54 nations or 53. I know, vaguely. You know, geography is not my strong suit. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know where Kivu is, don't you? The Kivu region. That's no. more kind of northeast Congo, and that's been, you've probably heard of it though, right? There's been an open rebellion there for 20 years, armed militias. Think think like child soldiers, you know, yeah. uh, bandits and factions and tons of endless corruption, blood diamonds, Russian mercenaries. It's a very troubled yeah. place. Despite this, when reports came out of Northern Congo in kind of the mid-1990s that there is this maybe truly remarkable find, yeah, I mean, there's, there's somebody is going to go to any kind of place, no matter how inhospitable, when, when there's something worth it. And in this case, primatologists thought there's definitely something worth it. I mean, this could be finding uh, what that would be described as a, what sure sounded like a new species of ape would just, you know, turn the animal kingdom on its head, especially the, the primates. Well, how did they hear about it in the first place? Just rumors and stories that of, and I'll describe it later, that, that something that sounded very much like it wasn't, it was related to chimpanzees, but was not a chimpanzee. It was a different kind of chimpanzee. So we'll talk about it in a second. But all these stories started coming out in the mid early mid-1990s. Okay. And so people started planning, well, maybe we'll go in there and take a look. I mean, even some people were saying this could be like a chimp-gorilla hybrid or at least a very, very large chimp-like creature, because they said things like, oh, it, it slept on the ground, which is something gorillas do. You know, uh -huh. They make those nest of branches and leaves and stuff like that, and they, and they sleep on the ground. Yeah. And there were also reports that it killed leopards and killed lions. Oh. It, it, even it fished. So it killed fish for food. I don't, chimpanzees don't normally do that. And gorillas don't do that either. No. And huh. some people said it howled at the moon. It was supposedly very aggressive as well. Huh. So it sounded like something very different. People were, were pretty excited about that. Are there any of the apes carnivores? Most apes will eat meat. Chimpanzees eat meat. Gorillas virtually never eat meat. Chimpanzees will eat meat if they can get it. They're just not great hunters, but they've been huh. known to, if they can catch it, like a baby gazelle or something like that. And they, of course, really? they, they eat monkeys. They have been known to hunt and eat monkeys, like colobus monkeys and things like that. Uh, okay. So yeah, um, and, oh, gosh, I don't think an orangutan ever would. Baboons, I think, once in a while will eat meat. Yeah. Chimps, probably probably the most likely, but it's not a big part of their diet. See, just that fact alone, that they have heard that, makes me think it's not true. It's a myth. What do you mean? They've heard what? That they would kill and eat large Oh, animals. like a lion or a leopard. Yeah, yeah that's, that would be amazing. Yeah. Even in a pack of the of yeah. big chimps How? killing a lion or I mean, I guess they use amazing. tools, right? They're That's true. Some kind of weapons. I don't know. Yeah. You're going to tell the story, I guess. So given all these things, though, people were literally thinking, this is a new species. So people call, started calling it the Billy Ape. Other people were calling it the Bondo Ape. Bondo is another town. So Billy's a town in the area. Bondo is another town in the area. area. So you might have heard it called, when you research cryptozoology, yeah. you might have heard it called a Bondo Ape. Same thing. I think they should um, combine them to the Billy Bondo. Billy Bondo Ape? 
you know what? That's fun. That is fun. I like it. I think we should do that. Okay. Let's start doing that. I'm going to say that for the rest of the thing. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call it the Billy Ape. That sounds better than Bondo Billy. Billy Bondo? Yeah. Billy okay. Bondo's okay. rolls off the tongue. It sure though. does. Mm-hmm. We're going to like go ahead and stop. Doing yeah. This. So whatever you want to call them, finding them and proving their existence as potentially a new species would be this huge shock to the ape family, the, the first uh, such find in over a century. The last, well, bonobos are a, a, a relatively new declared a species in relatively recent times, but they're basically, they were originally called pygmy chimpanzees. So oh. they, they're very chimp, they're actually much more peaceful. Uh, they're cooler than chimps. Chimps are, are can be pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and bonobos aren't. They're much more peaceful, but they're, and they're, they're now considered a separate species. I think at least, I don't know if it's a subspecies or a species, I'm not sure. But uh, the, before that, there was the, uh, the, the mountain gorilla. In the early 1900s, the lowland gorilla was known a little bit before the mountain gorilla. But it would, I mean, so there's not a lot of additions to primatology, especially the great apes. There really hasn't been one since the bonobo. Is, is there a difference between the gorillas other than where they live? Not really. The lowland gorilla and the mountain gorilla are so more or less the same animal. It's not like a new species. I agree. The bonobo and the chimpanzees are different yeah. enough yeah. to be considered. And there are three types of orangutans, but there's basically one orangutan. Yeah. Even though they're on different islands. Okay. So really there yeah, there's chimps, bonobos, orangutans, gorillas, and humans make up the great ape. So now this was this seemed this Billy Ape seemed different enough to be its own species. Sure. Yeah. That wasn't going to be easy, to, though, to go there and find them or find evidence of them for the reasons we just said. It's a really, really kind of a scary and dangerous, yeah. and, and not just that, it's just an incredibly inhospitable place to go. So not only would wildlife researchers have to get through the whatever bandits and armed warring factions and marauding armed militias, they would have to cross crocodile-infested rivers and hike at least 25 miles, that's about 40 kilometers, through this merciless jungle from the nearest crappy rutted road. So this is going to be really, really hard to trek in there. Yeah. But, again, it's worth it to some folks. So this potential new primate sounded real. You might, I mean, even if you discounted the lion killing and the howling at the moon, the other behaviors seemed possible to people and would be make it very remarkable. So off they went. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have added to that. Um, I think I alluded to it, but the, this animal, this Billy Ape, was said to walk on two legs. Oh. And remember, that's something that gorillas... Yeah, you, yeah, you said there. I, I mentioned it at the front, but yeah. when that came out, people started... That, that, that really seemed to separate it. Not just its size and its behaviors, but it was bipedal. Yeah. And it's apparently, allegedly, bipedal a lot. Gorillas will once in a while go up on two legs. Chimpanzees will very, very, very rarely go up on two legs. But this was said to walk commonly on two legs and be, and be mostly bipedal. And when it did stand up, it was said to be about six feet tall. Wow. Just absolutely huge for a chimpanzee. And, and they, it, uh, again, the rumors are... Uh, said that it weighed much more than a normal chimp. I still continue to be baffled that people can think they can guess weight of something in the wild, but they right. always seem to try. So the more news came out, the more it sounded like a new species of an ape, and some folks decided to go rough and go in. Right around this time, a guy named Carl Amann, A-M-N-A-N-N, he was, he was a Swiss wildlife photographer and writer, and he spent most of his time, or a lot of his time anyway, was in Africa. And when he was there, he tirelessly tr- advocated 
to try to get the local populations to stop killing wild animals for meat. It's called bush meat, and it's very, very common. Yeah. And it's one of the things that in modern times, because their, you know, their, their territories have been so restricted, it's endangering these populations of a lot of these wild animals. They, they hunt monkeys and things like that yeah. all the time. And he was he's kind of a, uh, an advocate to stop that, right? Well, he was in Belgium around this time in the mid-1990s, and he went to a museum in Belgium, and he came across a very strange-looking skull. It was in the collection of this museum. As I know you remember, Belgium had been the colonial master of Congo, yeah. formerly Zaire, formerly Belgian Congo, yeah. from sometime in the late 19th century all the way up until 1960, Oh. during the decolonization era. In fact, at the beginning, it was run as literally it was owned by the king of Belgium, literally, his personal possession. It wasn't until 1908 that world you know, pressure yeah. forced him to turn it over to the nation of Belgium, and, and it became a, a territory of Belgium, you know, like every other yeah. colony. But it was actually before that, literally, it's just my land, me, King Leopold, and huh. it was horrific. Some of the worst human rights abuses were there. They, I mean, just awful things happened. They literally cut off the hands of natives and used them as ashtrays. They're monsters. Uh, they worked them. They enslaved them. They worked them. I mean, effectively enslaved them. Slavery was illegal, but yeah. they did it. Yeah. So it was it was terrible, horrific abuses by the white Belgian overlords. In fact, it was in the Congo where uh, Joseph Conrad situated Heart of Darkness, right. which told a much more accurate story than any journalist of the time did about what was going on there. Yeah. The skull was clearly that of an ape, this skull that he found in this museum in Belgium. I mean, it, it looked like a chimps, but it, it had one thing that was really strange. It had a sagittal crest. Sagittal crest is. is like, think like a bony mohawk across the top of your head, front to back. Oh, okay. And... Gorillas, I think male, you know, I don't know if both male and female, but for sure male gorillas have this sagittal crest yeah. on the top of their skull. Chimpanzees do not. And so he thought, hmm, what's going on here? This is really strange because it has this sagittal crest. It seems a little bit big too for a chimp, but otherwise it had the same shape as a chimpanzee, the jaws and things like that. It looked very much like a chimpanzee skull, a little bit too big, and this very strange Sagittal crest. Well, what made it different than a gorilla? The shape and the and the size. It was not as I don't think it was as big as a gorilla's, and the the, the shape of their skulls are different. So the, it was obvious it, that it couldn't yes. really be a gorilla. He thought it was a chimp. It, it was for sure seemed to be a chimpanzee. Huh, but if it okay. was a chimp, it seemed like a, a potentially different kind of chimp. So he's seeing this in this museum in Belgium. At the same time, these rumors are coming out of the Billy region that yeah. there is this strange, huge chimpan chimp like creature, maybe even a gorilla chimp hybrid. Right. And the skull, according to the collection in the museum, came from the Billy area and was collected there in 1898. So oh, he's intrigued. Okay. So off he goes back to Africa. In 1996, he's, he's back in Africa. He's tr starting to think about going to, to the Billy area and search for this Billy ape. Now, alternatively, there are other sources who say that this museum, they leave out this museum thing like it never happened. I don't know, but they say that he was in uh, Congo and, you know, doing his normal thing, wildlife photography and also advocating against bushmeat. And someone brought him this skull 
from Billy while he was in country and said, look at this. Isn't oh. this weird? It's not clear which happened. This second version, that second version actually sounds a little more likely than that amazing moment in the, in the right. Belgium. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they both happened. I don't know. Yeah. But the sources I've read do not make it clear which is true or that they both happened. Yeah. So I, I'm just going to give you both because I don't know the answer. Regardless, though, Amon did find a way to get up into the Billy area and he starts looking for more evidence than this skull that had been either given to him or he found in the museum. And he did find some evidence. He was shown by a local guide or tracker a truly massive poop. (laughs) Now, this poop, too, Amon wasn't like a a primatologist, but he had a lot of experience with wildlife, and he thought this looked to him like a chimpanzee poop. I Uh I don't know why. Again, shape, I don't know, smell, I'm not sure. But it was like three times normal chimp doo-doo. Okay. So he's going, hmm, big chimp makes big chimp poop? Maybe. He also took cast of footprints that he said were pretty much as big as a gorilla's, but they were a chimpanzee print. And gorillas were not known in the area. There were no gorillas in this part of the Congo. There were chimps and possibly billy apes, but not gorillas. So he was... Again, here's this print that's the size of gorillas. Looks like a chimps. There aren't any gorillas. Interesting. Uh-huh. But the, again, there were chimps, but, but other than the rumors of this billy ape, they weren't as big as to make gorilla-sized prints, and they didn't poop gorilla-sized poop. Or actually, I don't know, maybe that's bigger than gorilla-sized poop. That's, that's big poop. I don't know what three times as big as a normal chimp poop means. <laughs> Is that three feet and they're normally a foot? Is it 18 inches? And normally, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not a chimp poop expert. I'm sorry. You think a normal chimp poop I have no idea. could be a foot? They, uh, they I, I bet you they poop pretty long because they have a super, you know, they're all vegetation. I, I bet you they do do some <laughs> big old poops. I'm just guessing on that you one. You know it wouldn't be hard to find out. No, I don't want to. Okay. I feel like I shouldn't, don't even want to try that. Okay. The local... You know, as so- soon as we're done, I'm Googling chimp poop and gorilla poop. Oh, my God. Um, well, uh, if you show a picture of chimp poop on our social media for this, I will be disgusted. I probably will. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> So Amon had a local source who sold him a photograph of what appeared to be a really, really big chimp. So he's got the big poop. He's got the big footprint cast. And now he's got a picture of what looks to him like a big old chimp. Okay? okay. So he's, he's pretty tantalized at this yeah. point. I imagine he had to work. I don't know if he goes back to, back to Europe and to Switzerland where he lives, whatever, but he did finally come back to Billy Region four years later in 2000 and went back up again. He didn't see any giant chimps, but he did find ground nest sites, those leaves and branches along swampy riverbeds. And again, there were no gorillas in the area. So he's surmising that chimps are ground nesting. And if that would be very, very, very unusual for chimps for sure. So again, he's yeah. even more intrigued. He's, he's kind of slowly putting together a case for this, something, something being out there. Now into our story, we enter Dr. Shelley Williams. She is armed with a $20,000 grant from the National Geographic. They've heard about these rumors. There's been stories in the Western press about these rumors. Well, they went all out, didn't they? <laughs> That's, that's a decent amount of money. They give her 20K to go to Africa and see what she can find out about a billy ape, basically. That's what it sounds like anyway. Okay. 
She had worked for the National Geographic magazine in the past, but a little foreshadowing. Remember, this is in the early 2000s. National Geographic was kind of just about to starting its transition from these very prestigious, old school, yeah. very high standards magazine into more of a media entity. It's now owned by Disney, by the way. But it was starting a cable network. It was, it had, I think it already had a cable network. It was now, I don't know, our, our more mature listeners who remember National Geographic from way back when, yeah. this was not your your or your daddy's National Geographic. It was starting to get into more what we now call clickbaity type stuff. It was changing. It was yeah. becoming Nat Geo. We always it, had a subscription to yeah, National Geographic. Yeah, we did. When and I it was, was a, a really, really good magazine. I'm sure it still is. They're but very educational. Very, they, they were, but it's now, they do a lot of sensationalistic stuff. The National Geographic channel on basic cable is uh, maybe a quarter notch above Discovery Channel or History Channel. It's, it's not good. It, is the magazine still published? The magazine is still published. Oh, okay. I doubt physically a lot of people have it. Its average readership is probably 112, but I, it, it has a digital um, issue as as well, yeah. but it, so think National Geographic was really looking for attention at this point. It's 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 moving more into this hyper competitive modern media landscape, and so they gave twenty thousand dollars to Shelley Williams to go find this mysterious Billy Abe. Okay, what's her nationality? She's American. Okay, so she is either recruited or what, I'm not sure how, but Amon. He's, he set up another expedition for the summer of 2002, and he recruits Shelley Williams to join his expedition. I'm assuming the National Geographic link and money had a lot to do with that, I'm yeah. guessing. It, it probably influenced the decision to, to bring her along and want her to come along. Amon, Williams, and others went into the bush in the summers of 2002, I think another time in, in, in 2003, I don't know if she went both times or just one of the times. Regardless, they search for more clues. They're looking for the Billy Abe or any evidence of this mysterious creature. And this time, they did see some chimps. And they even took some pictures and took some video of what, at least as Shirley Williams, seemed like something very, very unusual. They finished their expedition. And it's Shirley Williams who has this huge media megaphone, the National Geographic, right. behind her. So she goes back to the U.S. and... She made, and th th she had brought back some stories. There's already a taste of what she was going to talk about, but she like made the media rounds. You know, she's going to CNN and she's appeared on there. She talks to all kinds of newspapers. She's Time Magazine runs a story on her. National Geographic, of course, runs a story on her. And she shared some of this not perfect video, kind of grainy, kind of not great, of some chimpanzees. And she flat out said, This is a new species. I. Dr. Shelley Williams have discovered a new species of primate. Yeah. She was unequivocal. She called it the Billy Ape. This is revolutionary. She didn't call it the Shelley Ape. <laughs> you know, in hindsight, a little surprise. It turned out, and it turned out pretty quickly, by the way. At least the scientists said, well, hold on. I know we know about that footage. It was taken not by Shelley Williams, it was taken by one of the trackers, and he and she bought it from him. Oh. And, and apparently there was a, a couple other videos too, but then they showed the same thing. We'll talk about what they showed in, in a bit. Williams said you know, that she had actually seen these apes, right. these Billy apes firsthand on other occasions. She's like, yeah, okay, yeah, the video, I got that from the tracker, and, that, and it's great proof, but I also saw them. I had interactions with them. And her reporting about this was <sighs> breathless, let's say. Yeah. So here's a quote. 
we could hear them in the trees about 10 meters away and four suddenly came rushing through the brush towards me, four billy apes. Right. If this had been a mock charge, they would have been screaming to intimidate us. These guys were quiet and they were huge. They were coming in for the kill. But as soon as they saw my face, they stopped and disappeared, end quote. So terrifying charge from these four giant chimpanzees. Any one chimpanzee, let's... I'm sure you, our readers know they are insanely strong. Yeah, there's no human being on this planet that wouldn't be killed by a chimpanzee if it wanted to kill you. Literally, no, I, I don't care. You know, John Cena would get his ass kicked <laughs> well, by a chimp. But what? They're mesmerized by Shelley Williams. I, I, I don't or? know if that's what she's implying or not. Is it? I don't know. I don't know either. Are, are they recognized her as human and don't want to kill humans? Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Those stories were that they're very, very aggressive, and she's certainly implying this. So yeah. she has them running at her and. For some reason, not killing her. But she also says we. There are other people with trackers, I assume, and okay. uh, you know, f- porters with her. These people never go alone. They probably had sure, 30. But, but, but on this little four-way, I, I, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know. I haven't read anything from those people who were with her to cor- corroborate, corroborate what her. she said. Yeah. Okay. Williams also claimed that when she was out there in her summer in the Congo, in the Billy region, that she learned Lingala. That's the local language. She learned, picked it up. Boom, just mm-hmm. like that. Some, some people just have a neck. Yeah, she's got a, neck. She's got a language <laughs> neck. And that she was able to use this to get more information than others might have. And mm. she talked to lots of local sources with her newfound language skills of Lingala. And those local sources knew the apes, these Billy apes well. They'd known them for years, of course. Uh-huh. So according to Williams, the locals said there were two apes in the forest. Remember, there's no chimpanzees here. So two apes. They said they called one of these types of apes the tree beaters. And they lived up in the trees. They could be killed by the poison darts of the locals. They use poison darts to, to hunt bushmeat. Uh-huh. So these tree beaters could be killed by the darts. And they were pretty shy of humans. Presumably, these are chimpanzees, normal chimpanzees. That sounds exactly like chimpanzees. Yeah. But there was a second type of ape out there in the forest. They were called the lion killers. Okay. And they were a different breed, if you believe Shelley Williams, literally a different breed. These apes rarely went up into the trees. They were much larger and they had darker hair than the tree beaters. And they could not be killed by the poison darts. By the way, years later, these this whole thing would be ascribed to Amun. So Shelley Williams said this. Amun did not. And he would get really pissed off and demand retractions because some some lazy media reported oh. that he was saying these things was not this all this what I've said just now was from the word of Shelley Williams. So was he ever out there with her? Not during any of these supposed encounters. No. Okay. So I mean I I guess they must have split up in the different little forays, searching different parts of the forest. Okay. And of course, she repeated the supposed local name, the Lion Killers which was obviously very sensational. And she also repeated earlier reports that these beasts killed lions and leopards, and that's how they got that name. Right. Maybe the biggest claim that Williams made was that this new species of giant chimpanzee was, she confirmed it, bipedal, at least mostly bipedal. And she also confirmed that they weren't just big, you know, kind of biggish chimps. They were six feet tall when they stood up on their two legs. Uh Uh-huh. In a sense, then, if you think about it, they would have behaved at least almost like semi-near-term 
human precursors, much more so than a chip. If they're walking up, right, they're six feet tall. Actually, it's actually taller than humans were until modern times. Their appearance, according to Williams, though, was also different from normal chimps. I'll do another quote from her. Ready? Quote, they have a very flat face, a wide muzzle, and their brow ridge runs straight across and overhangs. They seem to turn gray very early in life, but instead of turning gray, <laughs> they, they, they go gray. How would she know that? The age? Yeah, that's a great question. She said, but in, instead of turning gray black like a gorilla, they turn gray all over. So imagine a completely gray-haired <laughs> giant chimpanzee creature. Yeah. Back to her quote, the unique characteristics they exhibit just don't fit into the other groups of apes. Again, she's clearly advocating that I've discovered a right. brand new great ape, a new primate. All of these factors argued for putting this new ape into his own species. If this is true, she's right. This should be not just a normal chimp. Yeah. Not just a type of chimp. This was a new species. A very, at the very least, a subspecies. And she thought openly that maybe it's some kind of a gorilla-chimp hybrid. So basically, she was try making a claim that would completely upturn the world of primatology. So needless to say, Williams' claims were controversial. And according to, we'll get this into it in a second, but according to other scientists, they were pretty sensational. But we'll get to that in a minute. Just as the story was heating up into maybe it was going to develop into that give and take. You know, here's one scientific block says this. Another scientific block says that. And, Je and Shelley Williams is the champion of the this is a new species yeah. kind of block. Just as that was starting to happen, tragedy struck. Uh-oh. Williams and her husband were walking in a retail center parking lot in their home of Smyrna, Georgia, when gunfire rang out. What? Williams went down, hit the ground. She'd been shot in the back. The bullet had grazed her spinal column and lodged in her diaphragm, and they actually couldn't take it out. It was too close to the spine to remove, yeah. at least initially. She was and would be for the rest of her life, and I think still is, I think she's still alive, paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. It would turn out that the bullet was fired by a criminal involved in a drug deal gone wrong, like in an alley just... Yeah. It, within line of sight of her, they had taken shots of the other drug people. Yeah. And one just accidentally hit her in the back. She's the wrong place, wrong time. Wow, that's horrible. It is horrible. So she retired from public life at that point. And sort of the as the kind of the the main arguer for the Billy Ape, and in kind of in some ways kind of the only yeah. arguer for the Billy Ape that it was completely new subspecies anymore. Uh, was that that voice was silence and the cause quickly kind of faded from public discourse and that's why you haven't heard of it. It, it got some significant news footage in initially kind of the late 1990s, but it was specialized. But when, when she came back and made the rounds, again, remember our major media, it got a lot of major coverage in about 2004 and then, but, but then when she stopped talking about it, it just died away. Yeah. Is that it? That's all you got for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm taking this to mean that the scientific community isn't buying it. Is that what you think? Yeah. So, so cynical, Carrie. So, so cynical. I'm not cynical. I'm skeptical. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> even before this awful event, yeah, the pushback had begun. First thing that people started probing into Williams' background and yeah. looking into her qualifications, turns out they're pretty questionable. She did have this PhD 
she did what she, she should have called herself and she could call herself and did call herself Dr. Shelley Williams. Right. She was a doctor of experimental psychology. Wow. She had no background whatsoever in even like general, you know, zoology or biology or anything like that. That wasn't her background at all. It's not clear from anything I can read that she had experience as a primatologist or experience with primates. I don't know. Yeah. I, I tried to find. I even searched on those kinds of terms and I couldn't find anything that... that but she's very often in the media called primatologist Dr. Shelley Williams. Well, and it, yeah, because why would National Geographic give her five dollars? I don't let know. Let alone twenty thousand. I don't know. So, so maybe she did. I just don't. I don't know. Maybe she had some experience with primates. I just, I honestly yeah. don't know what it is. And it's at the very least, it was not her formal training. Right. So there's a lot of questions about her expertise and her background and her experience to be saying the things she was saying. But more importantly. Her claims were really just rehashing all of those rumors right. and those those legends, all those all the the legends and rumors that came out of the early expeditions that came out of the rumors. She, she just you know said yeah no I saw those things or but she didn't add anything new and different and she had really no evidence. She, she effectively was turning rumors into alleged facts by saying, I saw some of right. them. And, and in some cases, like the lion killing, things like that, she just said it. She just went in the media and said, yeah, and they kill lions. Yeah. Well, you, they, you, you never see that. You have no reason to think that. Right. So Wait, didn't the that they go gray early and turn all gray, did that come from her? Or was I? Yeah, you know, I don't know if that came from her or if that came from her. She was, again, rehashing. She, it may have been earlier rumors, too. Yeah. I don't know. But effectively, she's going, she she gets this ticket to the expedition to go out to find this Billy Ape, and she comes back and she says, all the most sensational things are true. Right. With no reason to say these things yeah. other than her alleged, talking one alleged encounter, and then also talking. Yeah. The, um, the other scientist on the expedition, other scientists studying this, said that, they were very angry at yeah. her. She said she was basically, they said, they, in, in scientific niceness, they said she's completely full of shit. Right. So according to Amon, he said, quote, there are at least two pictures available of chimpanzees looking larger than what is considered average size, but scientists do not consider them conclusive. They are, however, a lot more conclusive than any of the video footage Dr. Williams returned with, much of which was shot by one of the trackers, who had been on the project since 1999, as we know. Yeah. Amon went on, he said, besides the footage, there's absolutely nothing Dr. Williams has contributed that was not known and established before she got involved. Needless to say, we are totally dismayed with Dr. Williams' unprofessional attitude and her unscientific and mendacious press release. Mendacious means lying. Right. So they basically said, she had nothing. She brought back nothing. That video she said didn't mean a thing. The pictures that she bought, we already had pictures like that. All it does is look like maybe a chimp is a little bit bigger than other chimps. And she then goes on the media rounds back in the United States and says things she has zero support for. Do we know for sure that she was shot? Yes, she was shot. <laughs> wow, carrying on for the conspiracy theory. <laughs> no. Yes, this is the coincidence, though. I'm thinking Yeah, maybe. well, let's go to the other conspiracy theory. She just theory. wanted an excuse. <gasps> Our big science had her not <laughs> try to kill her. No. Okay, big primates, big primatology. I didn't think that. That's what I'm. I'm I thought I she wanted her. an excuse to to not to, to not lay low. Herself. Yeah. No, no, I I don't think so at all. She was clearly attention seeking. And, and then she had to be a sympathetic character, right? They're not going to attack a, <laughs> a paraplegic. When you, when you make these kinds of claims, what's the worst that can happen? You make these claims, and then people just don't find this thing you said you saw. 
you can say you saw it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You can't prove a negative, essentially. You can't ever disprove sure. it. You can just go back and keep finding that they, it's not there, and we can't corroborate what she said. It, but she would have, trust me, she would have been on talk shows and shit like that, especially these days, plenty. She would have written a best-selling book or at least a, you know that kind of thing. She yeah, would, but she, if she cared about her professional reputation... I because think she did. Does, does she sound like someone who did? Well, no. I, yeah. I don't know that she had a professional reputation to even care about. I don't want to come down too hard, or I don't know who she is, but it's certainly, and I don't want, I'm not just knee jerk taking the side of the other scientists. Again, my mom was a photographer and a wildlife photographer, but you read everything, when you read the totality of it, it really, everybody says one thing, Shelley Williams says the other. And the thing Shelley Williams is saying is the things that sells books and magazine articles right. and things like that. Yeah. That's not a coincidence. At least I don't think it is. So no one, no one studying it thought the creature was any kind of a hybrid. That was considered laughable and ludicrous. Williams simply threw that out there. I think that might have originated with her. I'm not positive. This guy named Cleve Hicks, he was a primatologist. He was from uh, Denmark. I guess he was European, but he was a, a, a very experienced primatologist. He had been researching the Billy Ape as well. He was on those expeditions and on a, and on a later one. He had been recruited. He had also been recruited by Amon for those expeditions. He said, "Quote: Genetically, they're not even a subspecies." So, I mean, I, I'll just cut to the anticlimax. As uh, is that the Billy Ape was nothing more than maybe a very marginally larger normal chimpanzee with some unusual behavioral adaptations. But there was absolutely no genetic difference from regular chimps whatsoever. And they showed this because they took some hair samples taken from Billy Apes, where Billy Apes were, were seen, what were thought to be Billy Apes were seen. They took the hair samples and they took them back and they did mitochondrial DNA analysis, yeah. mDNA, which traces through the maternal lineage. Yeah. And Williams, and, and, and I'm sorry, and that mDNA analysis showed that these Billy Apes were chimpanzees. Oh. No genetic difference whatsoever. Huh. Williams, though, was not done. This is before. This is 2004, I believe, when that was released. And it was a year before she was shot. She suggested some alternative interpretations of the MDA findings, MDNA findings. As an experimental psychologist. <laughs> with well, a little closer than primatology, but yeah, no. Still well, what, not she, a geneticist and she, not a biologist. Yeah. No no experience with this whatsoever. But she saw, but you know, you can make an argument. That's fair. And so she said that maybe the hairs they examined were contaminated by normal chimps. Okay, maybe MDNA. Who aren't in that area, though? Yeah, they are. Oh, sure. I thought they weren't. So uh, presumably there's there's normal chimps and there's these, remember the tree beaters and the lion killers? There's normal chimps and oh, there's okay. billy apes. And so maybe they get these billy ape hairs. Maybe they weren't billy ape hairs. Billy ape hairs. Maybe they are chimp hairs or maybe they got contaminated with normal chimp hairs. That's why they brought back this genetic um, okay. answer of being uh, normal chimps. Sure. She also suggested maybe the MDNA analysis developed for humans, because it was, just doesn't work on other primates. I'm not sure that I, I... Presumably we know that by now, and I'm pretty sure it does. But yeah. in 2004, she suggested maybe it doesn't. Because I would imagine we analyze DNA from all kinds I of animals. I think so, but I'm not a million percent sure. Or a billion. Here's one we need, Jack. Or, since mDNA is only transmitted by the maternal line, as you know, maybe it could not show, quote, one-way hybridization with male gorillas, end quote. Okay, that last see, part is, is a little confusing, but I think I know what she means. Go ahead. Yeah, I know what she means, too. And 
this is why her not having any sort of background in biology or DNA analysis is it's all of her arguments are what you said. Yeah, you can make an argument. No, you can't because we don't know if any of what she's saying is even possible biologically or scientifically. Well, I, I, it only tracks the maternal line. So I think what she means by it, it would not show one-way hybridization with male gorillas. I think what she means yeah. is that the hairs came from a Billy Ape or Billy Apes whose father was yes. a gorilla and whose mommy was a chimp. Sure. And therefore, the hybrid, she's keeping alive her hybrid chimp gorilla thesis. Yeah. And I guess you would call that what a gimp or maybe a Did chirilla. Did they only look at the mitochondrial DNA? Yes. I mean. You mean of the chimparilla? I had, I had another <laughs> one. Sorry. They didn't. What? Get the whole thing? <sighs> you know, I don't know. They said they te- tested it with mDNA. Huh. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, you think they did the whole, I don't know, was a chimp genome sequence, whatever, blah, 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 done by 2004? I don't know. I would think so. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not a geneticist. So I'm see, not going to throw shit out. Well, see, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. That's the thing. I wouldn't, I would yeah. really need somebody who knows well, what they're talking about to say, even if her arguments yeah. are even remotely. Yeah, I don't know. Plausible. Well, think about this way. Think about the last one. If all these Billy Apes are male gorilla, female chimpanzee children, then you have a fairly long term, you have this breeding population, a viable population of hybrid animals only created ever by male gorillas having their way with female chimps. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. That wouldn't be possible. They're going to be breeding with each other. Yes. Yeah, so you'd get you'd eventually yeah. you'd be able you'd get that hybrid DNA yes. even through the maternal line because you'd have it. Yeah, you'd yeah. I don't know. And you would by now or by sure. two thousand four. You would think so. Yeah, because it wasn't like they're. I mean, I guess I guess it had only been roughly a decade since the rumors started to come out. So I don't know, maybe. But most people thought it was nonsensical. Yeah. So in two thousand six, Cleve Hicks, he was the the European primatologist. He and some others organized another expedition into the Billy region, and this time they're vastly more successful. The entire group, with multiple different scientists this time, not just Shelley Williams, yeah. were able to observe the Billy Apes, this population that looked like what the rumors had said, for over 20 hours combined on several different actual occasions. Uh-huh. Okay. Hicks was just as unequivocal about what he had seen as Williams had been, but in the exact opposite direction. He said, quote, I see nothing gorilla about them. The females definitely have a chimp's sex swellings. They pant hoot and tree drum and so on, end quote. Those are common chimp behaviors. Yeah. Not gorilla behaviors and not presumably chimparilla behaviors. I guess they could be chimparilla behaviors, but he said they looked... Exactly like Jim's to him. And nothing on the head shape that would make you think it's not the... <sighs> yeah, the satchel crest. I don't yeah. know. I think you would see it. I would think you would do Yeah, and, and so he did not. But if he addressed that, though. He said the skull with the satchel crest was very odd. You're right. But it was the only one ever found. So it could it have been an anomaly. Be, exactly. Sort it of, can't be descriptive yeah. of the population if it's the only one you found. Yeah. And Billy... I'm sorry. And there are very rare... Male chimpanzees with satchel crest. Okay. So it's not completely impossible. It's, it's very, very uncommon, but not unheard of. By the way, the same goes for the gray fur. Not common, yeah. but every once in a while, a chimp will go gray. Probably because yeah. they got scared. Probably. Probably by a leopard. 
The size allegations, by the way, six feet, they, he said those were just exaggerated. They weren't yeah. really much bigger, if any at all, than normal chimpanzees. I guess that's the eastern chimpanzee variety in this area. And the bipedalism, if William saw it, she was the only researcher to ever see it. No one ever out there in their 20 hours ever saw them act bipedally in any way, shape, or form. So maybe they just saved it for her. Yeah. I don't know. The howling at the moon, the lion killing. He said, that's ridiculous. It's just legends and stories. Gorillas, for instance, were initially, when they were first sighted, they were thought to be hairy apes. There's lots of legends about existing real animals doing right. things they didn't do early on when they are first discovered. So it's just an old local legend that, oh, they killed lions or something like that. Actually, there's actually a reason for why, we'll, I'll get to in just a minute, of a reason of why that might have, have arisen. So Hicks continues research, and he wrote a comprehensive paper. It was published in 2019 that covered everything about the Billy Ape, the morphology, its behavior, everything. These Billy, I should call them Billy chimpanzees. This paper didn't even mention anything about this supposed controversy over whether they were a different species or anything like that. Yeah. In other words, there's it, it, it like 19 people joined him in the citation. It's, it's like Hicks et al. And the et al. is 18 other people. And they considered it such a non-thing, so completely disproven, that they didn't even address this idea of that it was a different species, it was a different subspecies. They didn't feel they had to waste any print on it. Right. So the Billy Ape, in the strictest sense, it isn't really a real thing. You probably shouldn't even call them, or even Billy Chimps. That are just, well, maybe you should. I'll tell you why. But there's no huge... You know, lion-killing, gorilla-chimp hybrid, chimperilla, that walks on two feet, howls at the moon, all that's just not true. Is it true that they sleep on the ground? Yeah, oh, the, Yes, it is. Okay. And so there is enough different about the chimps in that area, though, to make them interesting just the same. Yeah. So it is possible that the billy apes are a bit larger than most chimps. Uh -huh. So they're a large population of chimps, they think. Particularly their heads. Their heads seem to be a little bit bigger uh -huh. than chimpanzee heads. But there is a lot of variation in chimpanzee populations. Normal chimps can get up to about five and a half feet tall if they were to stand up, which they almost never do. So a billy ape, if it really was six feet, and they're it's not, not that big of a would have been not stretch. insane. Yeah, um, but they're not that that, that yeah. big. They can get up to about 150 pounds in the wild, even bigger in in captivity because they get fat. Yeah, and they smoke. And the, but the billy apes aren't at the even the extreme end of chimps. They're, again, they're they're a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger heads but they're not six feet tall and they don't weigh 200 pounds. The Billy Chimps, though, do appear to be far more likely to nest on the ground. So that is interesting. This is yeah. very unusual behavior for chimpanzees because of predation. Yeah. They, they get hunted by animals. And so it does seem like these Billy Apes are, for whatever reason, less fearful, fearful of large predators. That's interesting. Hicks said, yeah. quote, how can they get away with sleeping on the ground when there are lions, leopards, golden cats around, as well as other dangerous animals like elephants and buffalo? Unquote. So he's interested in this. And he says, and well, my theory is that the gray hair from sleeping on the ground, stressful. It's very, very <laughs> stressful. Can you imagine that? So when Hicks was in Billy in 2004, he also related how the Billy chimps seemed to be very curious of human beings and approached humans and sometimes even surrounded them and circled them. They'd surround and circle the, uh, the researchers out there. Yeah. So when Shelley Williams says, and then four of them rushed out in her and they were for sure going to kill her and they're quietly homicidal when they stopped because, I don't know, yeah. she's so beautiful. So 
when Hicks said, absolutely not. They were never threatening. Never, no one was ever attacked. No one even felt the tiniest bit of fear. So well, he's clearly implying, he's not saying, but he's clearly implying that William's tale was fiction. Her, aren't chimps regularly somewhat aggressive? They can they? be, but not, I mean, think about Jay Goodall has sit there, been groomed by chimps for the last 50 years. So no, they're mostly very peaceful. Huh. They, they usually flee from humans. Yeah. For the most part. Sure. Yeah, it takes researchers smart. a long time to build up a rapport and get them, same with gorillas, and get them to, yeah. you know, hang out where you, with you and, and near you. I was going to say that giant poop was yeah. from one of those researchers that was being circled oh, by the chips. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good one, Carrie. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. At times, the Billy Chimps would go face-to-face -face with the human researchers. they get right up to them, and they'd, they it's like they were studying them just as intently as the human was studying the Billy. Yeah. And then they just quietly move off. Huh. It's like, I'm done. I've been looking at your face long enough. I'm out. Ammon said, gorilla males were always charged when they encounter a hunter, but there were no stories like that, and they never experienced any kind of a charge or any kind of aggressive behavior. Hmm. Just Shelley Williams. Yeah. This lack of shyness, by the way, of the willingness to go up to humans, it's very much ex is related to their experience with humans. So yeah. any apes that would, they, they've, you know, looked at where they had these encounters and what happened during encounters. Basically, any apes within about 12 miles, so about 20 kilometers, from roads tended to flee at the sight of humans. Further into the jungle, where they were not molested by humans in the past, those are the ones, and that's where the Billy Apes lived, right. those are the ones that would go up to you and hang out with you yeah. and check out your face. Because they don't know how dangerous you are yet. Exactly. So what about the lion killing? He said that, Hicks said that in 2004, members of the expedition heard about this also. And, and on this, and in 2004, they heard the sound of the Billy Chimps calling to each other for like a couple of days. So they said, let's go see what's going on. So they followed the calls, just like other chimps in the area were. And when they got there, they found several Billy apes feasting on the carcass of a leopard. Mm. No one knows, did they kill a leopard yeah, or did knows? they scavenge yeah. a leopard? I, almost yeah. certainly they scavenged the leopard. Yeah. But, so maybe this gave rise, or an earlier event like that gave rise to this supposed cat killing prowess that they had. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's why they're called lion killers. Maybe someone saw them uh, feeding on a deadline. That's, yeah. that's my guess. Still, the ground nesting suggests that there's at least they are less afraid of large predators, yeah. which is interesting. So let's put that in the needs more study column. Okay. Hicks also notes that the chimps of Billy like to smash things. So we can call them Hulk chimps, maybe? Mm -hmm. He called it a, quote, smashing culture. And I think he means that not in the collective soul smashing young man sense, but more in the sense that they like to beat on things and break things. He said that they like to get at hard-shelled fruits and snails by just taking them and breaking them against something hard, like rocks. Yeah. And that they did the same with termite, termite mounds. They'd pick up a whole termite mound and smash it on rocks to get at the termites and eat the termites. Mm. And tragically, he also found evidence that they did the same to turtles, Aww. which makes me sad, those bastard Billy Apes eating turtles by smashing their shells. Why, why do you care more about turtles I like snails. turtles. I'm, I'm kind of pro-turtle. Snails? Seriously? <laughs> I think everybody in the world likes turtles more than snails, except a snailologist. <laughs> Hicks said, quote, what we have found is this completely new chimpanzee culture. 
end quote. So he's talking about culture. He's talking about behavior. Mm-hmm. There was one Australian primatologist named Colin Groves. He went further and suggest, said, you know, maybe there's enough difference here to, to be a subspecies. But let's be honest. Scientists are always looking to make everything into a new species right. or subspecies because they get to name it and they get to be famous and, and get tenure. So I, at least he says maybe they're a different population of chimps. But Hicks says now... I mean, they're clearly chimps, and every other scientist, by the way. I mean, that would be stupid, because then um, humans in the deep south of yeah. the United States are I know. species. I know. That's true. Oh, well, you know what? Just kidding, South. <laughs> so, I had to say it. Yeah, you did. At least we didn't pick on Kentucky. We know that pisses some, that triggers some people from Kentucky. So um, let's not, uh, I'm not going to pick on Kentucky right Don't say anything right bad about Kentucky right now, Carrie. Uh, no, not Kentucky. Uh, I'm picking on Florida. Florida? Florida, Texas. Florida man. Sorry, Texas. Texas, most people I meet from Texas, I like. Well, I've liked almost every Texan I've met. Then they need to work on their elected officials. That's true. So, elections have consequences, people. <laughs> I think at least once per show, you have to get on the, your, your political soapbox, minimum. No, I thought that Billy Ape would be devoid of that. It's been a while. Okay. So, the behavioral differences of the Billy Ape, the are, I mean, let's be honest, that's just not enough for most folks to get excited about. You know, you'd hear, like, this is where uh, the science popularizers just say something like, hey, everybody, there's enough here to be fascinated. Look, at they, they build ground nests. <laughs> you know, let's, uh, you don't have to believe that mumbo jumbo and that nonsense when they build ground nests. Let's all be interested in that. That's just not being realistic. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, clearly, a new monkey, a new ape that's six feet tall, howls at the moon, kills lions, is going to be more interesting than these strange, this this behavioral subspecies of, of chimps yes. that do because they ground nest and smash turtles. Yeah. It's just, you're not being realistic. I'm sorry, Bill Nye. That's just the way the world works. It sucks, but it's true. So here's my argument, though, is that I agree. I'm fascinated by that stuff. I'm, I I'm read about the Billy <laughs> Ape back in the early 2000s. I remember this. So I, I would want to, but here's what I would do. Uh, I would... When, when science got a hold of it, studied it, and said, nope, nothing to see here, that's fine. Accept that. Stop yeah. forcing yourself to believe a story because you want to believe it. There's lots more interesting, unknown, even paranormal things out there that are worth your time and effort and study that haven't been settled yet. Move on to yeah. that one. Don't insist. Like right now, if you still believe that the Billy Ape is a new species, it kills lions and it's six feet tall, you want to believe that there's nothing we can do for you. You're going to believe anything that someone tells you because some part of you wants to believe that. Yeah. You know, there's still crazy stuff in the world. Oh, those damn scientists don't know everything. I'm just as smart as they are, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I just, please don't do that. I'm begging you. It's bad for the country. <laughs> it's bad for the world. And, and it enriches and empowers people like the Discovery Media Group, and they are awful. You're basically rewarding people for lying to you. Yeah. And that's bad. In my humble opinion. You look really crazy right now. I do because it's dark. All of a sudden, <laughs> yes. we've gone into dusk here and haven't you, turned any lights on. And now my screen is fading. Yeah, you look like a crazy scientist. I Well, okay. I, I can accept that. You Thank do. you. So that is the story of <laughs> the Billy Ape. I, I think a very interesting story. It is it's very just, interesting. You know, now we know if they really are. And, and to me, I am kind of... I'm not going to lie. I'm semi-interested in this ground nesting thing, yeah. but not as nearly as interested if they killed lions and were six feet tall. I would be. I'm like, I'm normal human. I love cryptozoology. I want this stuff to be true, but when it's proven not true, I accept it because I'm a grown-up. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Next time, we'll bring something. Carrie, we're going to have a Carrie episode next okay. time. So think, think it through. 
Uh, you don't do cryptids. <laughs> think I have to. I have, I have be, to carry all the cryptid weight. It won't be Carrie's new cryptid corner. Yeah, that'd be interesting, that's though. For sure. I want you to do at least one. You do a cryptid episode, and I'll do like a psychological thing episode. Okay. No. We'll, we'll do it swap. Come nope. on, man. Whatever. Not going to happen. Bro. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Dudes. <laughs>